Sandra Cohn. I'm an award-winning photographer, industry educator, and best-selling author on a mission to help other photographers just like you reach the level of success they want and deserve. What I know after 20 plus years in the photography industry is that building the business of your dreams is totally possible. And on this podcast, I'll share everything I've learned on how to do just that. So thanks for joining me and let's get started. Okay, friends. Hello. Just really quick for those of you who don't know me yet. I'm Sandra Cohn. I'm an award-winning photographer. I'm a best-selling author and an industry educator. Um, I also happen to be a certified teacher. I taught elementary school before becoming a photographer, and I found my way back to teaching about 10 years ago when I launched my lighting course, The Missing Link. So through that course and now through my book as well, uh, Crafting the Natural Light Look, I teach other photographers how to create beautiful, natural looking light with strobes and flash. And I also coach photographers on how to build and grow and maintain profitable photography businesses in this like super saturated market, right? Now to me, those two subjects, lighting and business are totally connected. And that is because as photographers, light really is the foundation of everything we do, right? Like we literally can't do our jobs without it. And when used well, how we see and capture light becomes a part of our signature style and a part of our brand. And having a strong photography brand really is the essential first step in creating and growing and maintaining a profitable photography business. If you wanna be a great photographer, and you want to make money as a photographer, you really have to know and understand light. That's where it all starts, okay? So this week, my whole goal for the series that I'm doing is to talk to you about light. I want to address some common concerns and questions that come up often um, when I'm talking to people about getting started using lighting specifically uh, artificial light, right? I wanna put some myths to rest that I hear from people and hopefully inspire and empower you to start thinking about light, thinking about the way you use light and again, specifically artificial light in a new way. So I'm gonna be logging on every day this week and uh, sharing um, a little lesson around lighting, okay? Now, I, if you work exclusively with natural light, I just want you to know, I totally get it. Okay. Because I was a natural light photographer for years and years and years. So, um, if you are currently working exclusively with natural light, this series is definitely for you. And if you're just curious about artificial light, maybe you've never worked with a strobe or a flash, or maybe you're nervous or unsure about how to get started to get the results that you want with the strobe or flash, then this is also for you. Totally keep listening. So today um, I want to talk to you. I want to start at the very beginning and just have a real honest conversation about low light, bad light situation um, that we sometimes find ourselves in as photographers. And like, what is the actual cost of working exclusively with natural light? Like what is the cost of dealing with low light or bad light um, as a professional photographer, right? Because I don't think that that's something that a lot of people think about or actually look at from 
a business perspective, right? I know I didn't for years, but now I think it's really important and it's a really important conversation to have. So little backstory on me, I kind of said it a little bit at the beginning, but I've been a professional photographer for a really long time. I started my business in 1999 and I actually didn't start working with um, artificial light until 2011. So for the first, what, 12 years, of my business, I worked exclusively with natural light. And honestly, that was something I was really, really proud of, right? Because natural light's beautiful. And knowing how to see it and use it is really part of the magic that we do as photographers. That's part of our gift because not everybody can see light. Not everybody knows how to work with natural light, how to use it to create an image. Um, so being a natural light photographer was something that I was totally proud of, but the problem with natural light, and especially when you're working with natural light exclusively, is that it just isn't always available, right? And we all know this, like some days are just dark, you know, sometimes it rains or it's too cold to go outside or it's too hot to go outside or the light that's coming in from the window is just inadequate, right? Like some situations are less than perfect. You know, if you're a wedding photographer, I'm sure you've had the experience of walking into a getting ready room or walking into a venue and having it, you know, having no windows to work with or very, you know, poor light, or maybe you're a lifestyle photographer and you walk into somebody's house and it's really dark or, you know, the nursery that they want to have you photograph in doesn't have any windows or like one little teeny tiny window, right? Like those things happen. The struggle is real. And, um, and then what do you do? Right. And the, the, then what do you do? That was always part of my struggle. So when I was working exclusively with natural light, if my, if my light was good, I knew how to work with it. Right. And my work was good. I could create beautiful images, actually award-winning images. Right. But when the light was bad, then the photos that I could create didn't fit, you know, the images or what I was putting out in the world. I, they weren't as good as my photos that I got when the light was great. And that just makes sense because again, we're photographers, right? Light is the foundation of everything that we do. So a lot of people have this problem. When you have good light, you have gorgeous work. And when you have bad light, you have like, eh, work, right? It's a problem. But for me personally, it, I remember the, I remember this, these moments like vividly because it would cause me so much stress. I remember that I would just like watch the weather forecast obsessively. Right. And I would try to set my schedule around the weather. Like, what if it's going to be raining? What if it's going to be a dark day? I live and work in Seattle, Washington. So this is a real problem. Right. And then fall would come. And for us, the fall is the beginning of the rainy season. It gets really dark. Um, you know, the, the, we start losing our light like by three o'clock in the afternoon and all of that started happening. So I would like dark days, rainy days, you know, short days would all start in the fall, just as my busy holiday season was ramping up. So just when I was getting a ton of work coming in, my lighting conditions were really going down and it was really stressful. And what would happen is because I was trying to schedule around the weather or time of day, I would end up having to reschedule or sometimes even cancel sessions. Right. And 
This was inconvenient for my clients, of course, um, but it also cost me money. And I would, you know, miss out on making revenue that my family and I needed. Like we were relying on, you know, that income coming in that day or that week or that weekend. And so it hurt, you know, hurt my family too. So to get around doing that, because I didn't want to lose income, I didn't want to have to reschedule or cancel sessions. I would just try to make it work. Right? So for me, this is before I was shooting film, but for me, that meant I would like grab my digital camera and I'd crank up the ISO as high as it would go. And I would shoot wide open and at like the lowest shutter speed that I could possibly handhold at. Um, and you know, that approach worked sometimes, but that also had its own set of problems. So first of all, um, it's hard to photograph an entire family if you're shooting at, you know, F 1.8 or F 2. If I was just shooting a baby or a portrait, you know, I could bring them in close to the window. I could open up and shoot really wide and I could do that. But if you have to back people away from a window and, and photograph an entire family shooting at F 1.8 or F 2 is, you know, somebody's going to be out of focus. And that used to happen all the time, right? Like the people in the front, you know, their eyes would be in focus, but everybody else would be a little soft. Um, that's not great. It's also like really hard to photograph a toddler or an active kid who's running around when you're, you know, you're shooting at a 60th of a second, right? So again, I wasn't getting the quality of work that I wanted. You know, sometimes I would take my clients outside, but then if it was raining or cold or whatever, that wasn't great either. Um, so there was just, there were a lot of problems. I remember specifically this one time I worked with this family and it was like a family of five and I knew I wasn't going to be able to work with them in the studio because um, it was just going to be too dark. This was in November. So I was like, let's meet at a park, right? Sounds like a good solution. Only it was like super cold and miserable at the park. And then they, you know, they all had like red cheeks and red noses and they, they looked cold and um, they weren't happy with their photos. So it caused a ton of problems and it caused me stress. It cost me money. And my work suffered also because I couldn't consistently produce the quality of work, um, the same quality of work throughout the year, right? So that quality that, you know, the kind of images that I was showing on my website and in my portfolio, right? The kind of photos I wanted to always take, the kind of stuff I got on perfect days, right? That's, we always show the best, right? But I couldn't consistently produce those kind of photos for my clients. And so oftentimes I would get unhappy clients. And I don't know if you've ever had that experience of a client, you know, reaching out to you to tell, tell you that they're unhappy with their, with their photos that they got. I hope you haven't because it's awful, but it would just absolutely devastate me. And so on top of the stress, on top of the lost revenue, on top of all of that, it hit my confidence and it made me feel like a fraud. Like, um, how could I be calling myself? a professional photographer when I couldn't, you know, produce images consistently that my photos were happy with my photos, my clients were happy with. So, um, it also hurt my brand, right? Because there were these inconsistencies. So, you know, the photos that clients got for me in July were very different from the the, the photos the clients got for me in November. And inconsistency like that is actually the worst thing you can do for your photography brand and your business. So I could talk about this all day, but that was my situation. So that's what I was dealing with. 
And I, I like sharing this because I know I'm not alone. I've been teaching lighting to photographers long enough to know that a lot of photographers out there have similar story to me, similar struggles to me. And that's why I wanted to have this conversation because one of the things that I hear from photographers over and over and over again is that they say that they aren't, aren't going to use artificial light. They stay away from using artificial light because, oh, it's so expensive, you know, like you have to buy a light, you have to buy modifiers and all that. And it's so expensive. But I want to really challenge you to reframe that argument. And instead of looking at, you know, the cost of getting started with strobes and flash, like look at the cost of not learning this skill, of not knowing how to create your own light when you need it, right? Because there's actually a really huge cost to that as well. And sometimes that cost is stress. Sometimes it's confidence. Sometimes that cost is having limited hours that are dependent on the weather or the season or the time of day. Like maybe that cost is inconsistency right? Like I was just talking about not being able to produce images, the images that you are known for, the look that you are selling, not being able to produce that for every single client that stands in front of your camera, regardless of season or weather or time of day, right? Sometimes the cost is like an actual lost revenue. Sometimes it means having to cancel a session or reschedule a session because of the weather. And then you and your family are missing out on that income that you are relying on. You know, so how is not knowing how to create your own light impacting you, impacting your business, impacting your clients, right? Impacting your work. What is the consequence for you of walking into a situation that you know isn't great or less than ideal and then scrambling to make it work, right? How is that affecting you and your business? Really ask yourself that. My guess is if you take the time to really sit down and look at those problems, look at those situations that I just mentioned, you, I mean, you, you know that those things happen. That's real. And not only are they going to have an effect on you personally, right? They're going to affect your work. They're going to affect your clients and they're going to affect your bottom line, right? The overall business. And that is why I say that when you are a photographer, lighting and business go hand in hand. Because if you want to have a successful business, like a really successful photography business, you have to have a solid brand, okay? Your brand is the foundation of everything else. And having a solid brand means that you are able to consistently produce quality images, the same quality images. You need to have, be trustworthy. You, your clients need to know that if they hire you, they're going to get the kind of work that you're showing. All right. And the fastest and easiest and most cost-effective way to bring that kind of consistency to your work is by taking control of your light. Okay. If you can produce beautiful work with natural light, then great. That is a skill that you will always have. That's a wonderful skill to have, right? But imagine how it would feel to be able to create that same kind of work, that same beautiful work um, that you're known for when you don't have great light to work with, right? If you can do it with natural light and you can do it without natural light, then you're unstoppable, 
right? So that's why I'm starting this conversation this week. Okay. So um, tomorrow I'm going to come back and I'm going to talk to you about some of the reasons why we even do this to ourselves in the first place. Like why we all cling to this like label of I'm a natural life photographer. I know, like I said, I did for 12 years, um, but why we do that, even when it is hurting us, causing us stress, hurting our work, hurting our business and, and hurting our clients. Right. But for today, I just want you to think about this conversation, right? Like what is working exclusively with natural light actually costing you? Does it cost you stress? Is the cost that you feel like a fraud or like you're not good at your job? Does it keep you from scheduling clients at certain times of day or certain times of year? Does it create inconsistencies in your work and in your brand? Um, and if so, you know, one or all of those, is it impacting your profits, impacting your ability to make the kind of money that you can make in your business? So I want to know, think about it. Um, and if you're, you know, watching this in the Facebook group, then leave us a comment in the comments below and tell me your thoughts. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, send me a DM on Instagram. Let me know what you think. Okay. And like I said, I'm going to be back tomorrow to talk about some of the common myths and misconceptions that people have around lighting. All right. Thanks.